Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Horsham. Last week we spoke about uh, living mission as a lifestyle. And obviously God is kind of speaking to us about that anyway. And last week there was a specific message around that. And we said that this week we would follow it up with some testimonies, uh, but primarily focusing on what's happening overseas. Now, our theme for this autumn is living like Jesus. Does everybody know that? Just turn to your neighbor and say, the theme this autumn is living like Jesus. And maybe just ask them, are you doing that? Okay. (laughs) And uh, so this is part of that whole kind of theme. Obviously, the bigger theme for the whole year is breakthrough and breakout. But God is speaking to us about this autumn. What does it mean to live like Jesus? And there's three ways that we live like Jesus. Firstly, in our relationship with God the Father, what was Jesus' relationship like with the Father? So we want to have the same kind of relationship that he had with the Father, which he he's obviously shows us how to do that. The second thing is, how what was Jesus' relationships like with other people? And so we want to love one another and express his love in us for one another in the same way that he loved uh, them when he was here. So whatever happens spiritually, he's got to be outworked relationally. But then also, there's another part to our lives, which is the missional part, the outreach, the witness, which all of our lives have in different ways. But we all have a testimony. We all have a story. Whether you've grown up as a, in a Christian home and you say, well, I don't have a drug, sex and rock and roll kind of testimony, Well, actually, some people need to hear that sort of testimony. If you've got one of those, brilliant, because there are people out there that need to hear, I've been through the mill and back, and this is what God can do in your life. But also, some of you have grown up in a Christian home, and you say, well, I've not really had a lot of stuff to really kind of say, I've done all this, that, and the other. Actually, people out there need to know that you can be a Christian from four, five, six years old, live through all the stuff that goes on in the world and still be saying at 25, 35, 45, 55, hey, God is amazing, he's faithful. And so no matter what your story, no matter what your personal, every one of us in this room has a relevant testimony for people that are out there in the world. I mean, so we're gonna, I'm going to invite in a moment somebody to come up just to outwork in what their heart is for people to come to know the Lord and how they're outworking that in a very practical way. And then what we're going to do, I'm going to ask um, Alistair and Connie Scott to, uh, to come up and just take us through what is going on overseas. Now, obviously, you appreciate, I presume the screen's still not working. Thumbs down for that, right, okay. So, obviously, it's not working. So, we were going to show you lots of bits and pieces up there to help communicate some things. So, um, Alistair and Connie will act out on stage all the different types of overseas stuff that is going on from all our people over there. So they know all the languages, they know everything. So it's going to be exciting to see, you know, how you speak in Arabic and and, uh, uh, tongues. Yeah, right, tongues. Okay, yeah, great. So anyway, so uh, they're going to they're going to do a great job, even though they don't have the screen to support and help uh, do what uh, they need to communicate. And uh, so why are we doing this? Because we are local in our expression in Horsham or in Worthing or in Crawley and obviously growing in Burgess Hill and wherever else in the area. We have an expression in the nation, but also overseas, global. 
and people have been sent out into those places. And remember what we said last week. Often somebody's doing something here and then God calls them to go there. But often what they're doing there when they get there is no different than they were doing it here. But they're just expressing it in another place. Good God wants to use them and what's in them to, to reveal who he is in that situation. So, um, so what I want to do firstly is just invite Katie Coles up onto the platform. So let's give Katie a big welcome. Great. Okay, Katie. Um, you people know you for running little builders, um, but rather than just talking about what you do, can you just kind of give a little bit? What's what's the heart of why you do what you do? Okay, so yeah, I'm Katie and I run Little Builders. Um, and just so you know, if you don't know what Little Builders is, that's our mother, toddler, parent, carer group that's run here every Tuesday and Thursday, where we have about on a Tuesday about two hundred non unsaved people come and then on a Thursday anything from 40 to 100 so yeah that's what we that's what it is that's little builders so yeah my heart is for people my heart is for mums my heart is for children I've always had a heart for children I've always when I was little I always thought I wanted to be a teacher and I always thought that was what I thought I wanted to do I went to university um I knew when I was standing doing a practice class that I'd never have my own class. I was like, okay, God, what's that? So I ended up coming to Bible college. Well, God, long story, that's not part of it. So yeah, so I came to Bible college, but I always had that passion for families and for children, and I just wanted them to know Jesus. And for, for children, not just to be going to a school in the teaching sense, but to actually teach them about Jesus. So obviously I went to work when, when we, after we got married, but I still had that passion, so I'd get involved with little bits. But then when I had my own children, that's when it really, God really spoke to me and said, you need to get involved with the toddler group that was running here. So obviously Joss is now 16, so I've been there since for 16 years. So it's, it's been a long time. But we have seen God do some amazing things. Yes, there are a few people in the church who have come through Little Builders and are now part of the church because of it, but we haven't seen the fruit that I know God has promised. So that's why I keep doing it, because God has promised certain things over Little Builders to see children and families come to know Jesus, and that is my mission field. And that's why I'm still doing it 16 years later, until I see what God has promised he's going to do. So... Um, so... You have all kinds of uh, age groups here on a Tuesday and Thursday, from mums to carers to grandparents to to grandpas, granddads, as w- and dads, as well as mums. And you know, um, so what do you apart like? You meet with everybody, you get to know them. Is there a next step for them, or or what else is in your heart to see happen? Yeah. So obviously, the reason it's called Little Builders is because we want to build a foundation of Jesus in people's lives. Obviously, in the children, that's a name that will relate to them. But obviously, it's in everybody's lives. There, there is such a range of people. We all get so many grandparents now, particularly in the, in the last couple of years. You know, childcare costs a lot and all that sort of stuff. So we get a, a total range of people coming in, childminders. And um, yeah, our heart is just to love on them, to serve them. Um, but we do it as a small group. So the Little Builders team is a small group where we are like a community. We, we encourage one another, but we encourage. We, we just, yeah, we're there for the people. We want to love them. We want to show them Jesus. So, yeah, we're continually um, advertising uh, 
things alpha um, and things like that we do, like the Christmas carol concert, things like that. But actually, God has really spoken to us recently. So last year, we put on a meal for all our little builders' mums, um, and that was amazing. And we, we gave some testimonies, and, the, and they really responded because they loved to hear the stories. They called them little stories of what Jesus was doing. But they, we kind of thought, oh, that might be a bit strange. But they loved it, and they lapped it up, and it was really encouraging to actually see that side of it. Because we don't get to spend lots of time with the mums talking to them. Because obviously when you've got your toddlers, you're running after them. But actually having that time with them was just really special. And now they, and they will continue asking, when you're doing something else? So they'd come to our women's, women's events. So we'd always advertise women's events. And more and more people were coming. But then God spoke to us and said, you need to do something more regularly for these ladies. Or, you know, and, and so every third Wednesday of the month... So one is this, this Wednesday, we're putting on an event. I've got some flyers. There's lots of flyers out the back. Um, and this, this week we're doing Try Something New. So it's a try a new event evening. But it's, it doesn't really matter what we do. It's to express Jesus. We will be doing some testimonies of um, relevant things to the unsaved people that come in the door. So we're going to continually um, plug these events. But actually, they're not just for the little builders' mums. It's for all women. So any of you, if you are in your workplace, if you are where in your na- with your neighbours, please invite them. Please come with them. Little caveat, you can only come if you bring an unsafe person. So you can't come and just do a bless me, bless me. Because I don't know about you, I was getting fed up of just doing Christian things with Christian people all the time. But actually, I want to see life, lives change. I want to see people changed. So that's what we're doing. So there's one this Wednesday. Please come. Please bring an unsafe person. It's not just for the little builders' mums, but yes, there will be little builders' mums there, and grandmas, and carers, and all. That. So it's it's for everybody. So for you ladies, please invite somebody. Please come with them. We do want to see you. You know, it's going to be a great time, and there will be a, a testimony of some sort uh, each time we do it. So it's a Thursday, Wednesday of every month. So that's what we're going to be doing, and we know that it's going to be an exciting journey. Brilliant. Would you say that Katie's quite passionate about what she's doing? It's brilliant, mate. It's so good. Um, now, great. Now, we were going to have one or two other testimonies. Uh, one was going to be Colin Squires uh, around his kind of sport hobby interest of, of rock climbing. But last minute, they can't be here today. They've had to go. Uh, a family thing uh, is happening, so they've had to shoot off today. And uh, there was another one we're going to do in Life Discovery, but we're going to do that in a few weeks' time, okay? So we want to give a bit more time this morning to really looking at the overseas side of things. And, and this is really to do with, it's not just what is going on out there. It's, it's really the heart of why as well as the what is out there. And through the different things these guys are going to just share with you, um, there'll be opportunity to obviously, you know, obviously pray uh, for all the guys overseas or if there's a particular individual or whatever, but they'll give you all that kind of information. Now, uh, Alistair and Connie head up the overseas missions team, which is also made up of a number of um, other people that they're going to explain who's in that team uh, when they come up. So can you just welcome these guys as they come to the platform? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's wonderful to hear Katie speak about what's going on in the church because one of the main things about us being here, for all of us, it's not just me uh, and Connie and the team, it's all of us need to get involved 
And it's not just, we, we, we're focusing on the overseas missions, but you know how much goes on in this church. Our overseas missions team, there's Connie and my, myself who sort of oversee the, the rest of the team. But on the team, we've got uh, Linda Cleland, who's up the back here somewhere. It's difficult to see in these lights, but she, she kind of heads up the side of, um, uh, she's got a prayer, prayer team that, that actually meet in her uh, house every fortnight. They're praying for the missions constantly. Um, uh, and, and she keeps communication with emails and so on with, with the guys out there overseas. Then we have David Hellier, who would have been with us today, but he's upstairs overseeing all the children's work. And I can tell you from him, there's no doubt that we need to get involved helping with the Sunday schools and the work with the young people. Because uh, it's such an important work. We prayed about it earlier. They are, they are not, only, they're not only the generation to come, but they are present generation in our church. A lot of them are having visions and, and, and dreams from God. And they need to be nurtured. They need to be encouraged. They need to be helped along in, in, the, in, in the call on God in their lives. So get involved in that too. And there's so many others. We heard about... Uh, 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 Pastor Colin Squires, who, who, who's one of the pastors of the church, and he's out there reaching out to people with his hobby, which is mountaineering. But it's not just about teaching people to mountaineer. It's teaching people to go up the mountains and meet with the Lord. Amen. That's what it's all about. That's the heart desire and the passion for all of us. Um, have, who have I forgotten in the group? Jamal. Jamal is another one who, who's in our group. Jamal actually is not with us today because he's actually out on the field. He's out in uh, Kurdistan, even at this very moment when we speak. But I saw his wife here earlier. Yes, Amen is here, and Amen is part of the team. She prays for, uh, for, for Jamal when he's away, as we do. Uh, so it's a, it's a growing team. The important thing is there's so many nations. But we, we had all these fantastic overheads to show you. So now we've got to act them out, okay? So, so you know, my acting skills are not great. So, so be, be, be very gracious towards me. Hallelujah. But we have, you, you'll probably be surprised to know how many nations are actually touched by people who are part of this church. We have something, I think it's uh, eight couples and five individuals who are going out into many nations. And I think it's 21 nations that we, we, we or 17 nations that are being touched by people who've come here. I was just thinking, I'm just going to pray because this is really something that, that God was putting on my heart when I was sitting down there. Is that a, a lot of these people who are out of this church were just like you and I. They were sitting on the chairs you're sitting on. And, and something happened in their hearts, something of a stirring happens. And, you know, that's why we assemble together as believers. Because Hebrews 10, 24, 25 tells us that when we get together as believers, do, do not forsake the assembling together. Because in the midst of that time, not only does the Holy Spirit do a work in us, but we are called to stir one another up for love and good works. Good works in God's eyes are not the good works that we do to, to get uh, points to, to, to please God. Good works start from God because he lays them in our heart. And then we go and respond to that and we start to see fruit. So there, there are a couple of scriptures that are really strong in my heart. That's one of those. Uh, but, but in John chapter 15, verse 16, you know, he says, You did not choose me, but I chose you. And then he goes on to say, To go out... He appointed you to go out and bear fruit. So, so what, what, what happens when we assemble together in the church is we get stirred up by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit drops things in our heart, and then he starts to show us the way forward. And, you know, we've got new Bible school students here. Where are you guys? Just put your hand up wherever you are. Some of those guys were just like you. 
they were Bible school students in the first year. They came and they had the encounter week. During the encounter week, God starts to stir something in their hearts. They come into the, into the church. They co- go through the teaching. And all the way through, God starts to plant a seed in their heart. Some of them were not in Bible school. They were members of the church. And God started to stir something up in their heart and plant something in their hearts. Then they went on to be Bible school students because they knew they needed more before they went out. But God can start, and I believe he's going to do that today, and that's what I'm going to pray. Father, I just thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit. Truly, you are here in this place because just as we heard, Lord, as Katie was sharing, she loves people. God, you're a God who loves people. You love all people, groups, every nation belongs to you. You are God of all the earth, God of all creation. You're the Lord of our nation, and you have a plan for this nation and all the nations of the earth. So, Father, I pray today, as we stand and assemble together in this place under the power of your Holy Spirit, that you start to release something in our spirits, Lord. You start to plant those seeds in our hearts, Lord, whether it be for missions abroad or for missions right here. Father, I ask you now, by your Spirit, to release an impartation in every single person, on every seat in this place, Lord. They would not leave this place the same as they arrived, Father, because you will start to do a work within them and prepare them for the plan you have for them for the future of their lives. Lord, I ask this in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to pass on to Connie for a minute. Hallelujah. Good morning, everybody. We're here to stir up a heart for people. That's what missions is all about. Living a missional life is all about loving people, isn't it? And, okay, somebody doesn't like it because the screen's not working this morning. But I tell you what, God is here by his spirit anyway, so he can stir your heart just the same. And we're not going to be put off by that. Amen? And we're, we're like Jen. We're saying it's not all right that our screen is not working this morning. But despite that... We will do what God wants us to do. Amen? And um, I I just want to draw attention to the fact that we have two tables out at the back there that you may have seen when you came in where we have laid out the photographs of all the people who are part of this uh, church who are out in the field abroad. And um, I just want to say this. They are our family. We are a family here together. And they are part of our family. And, you know, I had the most horrifying experience a couple of years ago when one of them came back off the field and I went to say hello. And they said to me, you know, I don't know why I come anymore because nobody knows me. Nobody knows what I do. And I don't feel part of the family. And I thought, no, we cannot let this happen. These are people who grew up here, some of them, you know, in, in, in the tiny tot stuff and all the way through faith camp, and, and many of them have been part of this congregation for many, many years. We cannot let the family uh, uh, abandon them. And so today I'm saying to you, let's not abandon them, but let's embrace them in everything that they're doing. And uh, uh, I want you to, to when afterwards, if you would like to, come to the table and have a look. We've got their photographs all laid out, and you can find out uh, some of the things that they're doing. Uh, and, um, uh, and we want to particularly invite you to get involved, because 
there's, you know, if you've got an older brother who doesn't come home very often, but when he does come home, a great big fuss is made of him, isn't it? And we want you to get to know their faces. We want you to recognize them when they come so that you will make every opportunity to go and have a chat and talk about them and see what they're doing. And also uh, uh, welcome them home when they're here because uh, sometimes they're here just for a break. Sometimes they're here because something has happened, but we need to be family to them in every way that we can. And our heart is to help them because God has called them to go out into the field because that's where they feel they can function in order to reach people for the kingdom of God. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? Because God loves people, as as was said earlier. He loves the people abroad. He loves them wherever they are, whichever nation they're in. Just listen to this scripture. This is Psalm 96, uh, and it's verse 1. And it says this. It says, sing a new song to the Lord. Let the whole earth sing to the Lord. The whole earth. Now, unless the whole earth knows who the Lord is, they're not going to be singing to him. So we, have, we are blessed. We have got these 21 people out in, 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 the, in the nations who are actually just living life, living life as they would be, many of them, as they are here. But in that life, they are meeting people in the fields where you and I are not there. We're, we're here, you know, and we can do this locally. But many of them are out in, in very difficult situations. Some of them are in countries we can't even tell you where they are because that would, that would uh, 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 make it very difficult for them. But let me just read the rest of the psalm. It says, Sing to the Lord, praise his name. Each day proclaim the good news that he saves. Publish his glorious deeds among the nations and tell everyone about the amazing things he does. And we want to share with you the amazing things that he does across the nations. And we, over the next few weeks and months, we will be bringing testimonies from each of these people that are out in the field so that you might know what God is doing, so that you can feel, I want to be part of this. You know, this is fruit to my account too, and I I want to be part of it. So Alice is going to tell you about the little leaflet that we've put on the chairs, which you should all have. Well, we were going to have all these wonderful things you could look at the back of the screen. In fact, funnily enough that uh, Jenny, you being talked about being a a hostess of a game show. Well, we had a game lined up, and and I was going to throw it on Jen to be the host, because we were going to have all the nations... That, that we're working in, and then a separate one with all the faces of the people. And you were going to have to match the faces with the places. That sounds like a good game, doesn't it? So, Jen, work on that one for next week, can you? Hallelujah. Because we'll do it next week. No, we won't. Praise the Lord. But on your chairs, you'll have this leaflet, and it says, Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone, everywhere. And then on the back, it gives you a little bit more information about how you can get involved. So we'll talk more about that later. Uh, But really, we want to talk a little bit about the things that one or two of them are doing uh, out on the field. Uh, We have with us today uh, Fraser and Noah, who who were part of a a youth team that went out to Bosnia recently, just uh, uh, during the summertime, just after faith camp. Uh, They they, they went over with a team of five or six, and he'll tell more about that later. And they're going to, again... 
not show you the DVD, but they're going to give you uh, a lot more. They're going to have to act out Bosnia. If I've got to do Arabs and all the rest, he's got to do Bosnia. Uh, but they will tell you about what actually happened and the aim they had before they got and how they reached that aim when they were there. So it's going to be exciting to hear from them later. But first, I want to talk to, talk to you about Jamal. Most of you probably know Jamal. And again, we'd have had a picture up there and some slides of some of the work he's doing. He's been called to some of those nations that, uh, that are kind of security um, difficult. Uh, so sometimes we, we, are, we, we cannot mention too much detail. But he's, he's an amazing man, amazing man of God. He's even right out there at this moment facing a lot of things that we need to keep praying for. There's a lot of things going on when people are out in the mission field. In fact, funnily enough, another, another one member of our team abroad is Debbie. And I met with her mother just before the service started. And she had texted with a prayer request saying, could you pray? Because the team have all been a, a, away at this training week uh, in, in another part of Turkey. And as they've arrived back, they've come back with a, with a bug. And all of them, all of the team have gone down. So at the end, we're going to pray generally for the whole team, but specifically for things like that. But Jamal is one of these wonderful guys who seems to have so much energy, uh, and he goes in and out of places like Iraq. What stirred him up many years ago was seeing the needs of the refugees. We, we're living in a, an age where there's refugees in the Middle East, in Iraq, in Iran, in, in, in Turkey, uh, and something stirred in his heart uh, and birthed in him a ministry which is now flourishing. He's had amazing favor in, in, in governments, in our own government, in America, the Americans are getting behind, USA are getting behind and, and, and providing financial support to the work he's doing. Uh, but one of the amazing things that's happened is that he, he's spending a lot of time now in Kurdistan. Kurdistan is a region, if you're not sure, we would have had a, that picture up there, in Iraq. Uh, and it's an area which has been quite ravaged. The, the Kurdish people have been under a lot of persecution, even from other Islamic groups. Um, but they are so open. They are so open to the gospel. And the funny thing is, not only are they open to the gospel, they're possibly the only Islamic group of people who are actually befriending Israel and the Jewish people. They look at Israel as being their best friends in the Middle East. It's amazing. But with Jamal, he's been going in and out. He goes every month, every month for a couple of weeks. Uh, uh, he'll go in and uh, he, he's found that he's getting access to the army in Kurdistan to the politicians in Kurdistan, to the libraries, and even the imams. One of the pictures we were going to show you today was, was, was him actually not only giving Bibles to the imams. The imams, you know, are the leaders, spiritual leaders in the Islamic uh, religion. And giving out Bibles to these imams, and, and they, they, they've agreed, not only the imams, but the politicians, that they would have in every library throughout Kurdistan a Bible. So they're having them there as references. And, and, and he's, he gets into the army and, and, and prays for the soldiers, gives them Bibles, gives them books. that are, You know, all of, uh, well, not all of, but some of Colin Urquhart's, Pastor Colin Urquhart's small books now have been translated into the, um, the, the Kurdish language. And they are going into the people. They're going into the imam's hands. They're going into the, 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 the soldiers. And some of the soldiers have come back after going to war when they've been battling, and they've come back and acknowledged the reason they saw, saw victory in this battle was because they were carrying the Bibles. It's amazing. It's amazing what God's doing. And it, one of the pictures of, of the imams meeting together, they were having a, a breakfast together, and they'd actually invited Jamal to come in and pray over the food in 
Jesus' name. It's amazing. Because they were so open, they, they're beginning to see the power uh, that is present when Jamal's around because of the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of the name of Jesus. So, I mean, I know I work in Pakistan too, and I see the same thing. So many of the Muslims come privately and ask for prayer because they will acknowledge they don't see any power for healing come in any other name than the name of Jesus. So it's incredible. So, so it is amazing. We don't hear the good news stories too often. That's not something that gets reported on, on, on news programs in our nation. But things are happening because God is moving in these nations. And we can get involved. We can get involved. Jamal is, uh, when Jamal's back next time, we'll have him up here and he can talk. And we can show some current pictures of what's going on there. But he's seeing incredible favor of the Lord. But with it come challenges. Remember Paul's words to the Corinthians. He said, you know, I see a great open door, but they are hindrances. There are enemies who try to slow down. And we need to be aware of that. We are called to be a praying people. Uh, Pastor Clive has been saying this over and, all, over and over again, that not only are we called to the mission field, the mission starts today. It doesn't start when you get to the airport. It doesn't start when you get off the plane at the, wherever you're going to. It starts right now. And your mission when you're in the church is to talk to one another and encourage one another. Find out what's going on in the lives of the individuals. Because the, the, as we heard just now, prayer works. And you don't need just the leaders to be praying for you. You have the same Holy Spirit living inside of you. And you have the power to pray for somebody who's, who's going through a difficult time, recognized by the Holy Spirit showing you, and just speak into their lives. Do something. Lay your hands on them. Encouraging words. A smile. Just the name of Jesus. <clears throat> is enough to change situations. So we're called to be a missional people now in Horsham, in Crawley, in Worthing, wherever you are, wherever you live, in your street. And God is not leaving it for other people. He's saying every one of us can be more involved. Now what I wanted to say about the church here, you, you are probably not aware that we were reaching out to 17 different nations already. I think we le reach out to almost every continent other than Australia. Because we've got work in Africa, we've got Asia, we've got Europe. We've got America, so it's only Australia we need to reach. So who'd like to go to Australia? I would. I don't mind. Send me, guys. <laughs> Especially at this time of year when we're coming into the winter. Hallelujah. No, but, but it's amazing what's happening, what's happening in all the earth, just from people like you sitting on a chair in the church service, in the Bible college, and God beginning to stir up your hearts. So we're, we're reaching out these nations, and we, it comes out of the tithe that you guys give. The offering we just took today, your tithe, a tithe of your tithe goes into the mission field. So it's not only the work that we're doing in Horsham. We have great outreaches going on in Horsham. You Bible school students, you, you will find out all about that in the next few weeks. Um, but it's in the nations. And, but we would like to do more. Like, like Katie and the passion she has for, for, for the little builders. We have a passion to see more and more nations reach with the thing that is the anointing which is upon kingdom faith. It's not what we do, it's what we are. We are a people with a special anointing, a particular anointing on our hearts. And we can reach out further and further with more and more people getting involved. I will talk later about how we can get involved in the prayer groups because we already have a prayer group, but we want to increase it. Because we are called to be a house of prayer for the nations. That's what Pastor Clive and Pastor Jane uh, Pastor Colin and all the others of the leaders have in their hearts seen nations change, but our nation too. One of the greatest ways to see a revival in our nation is to have a heart for other nations. 
particularly Israel. You can speak to Pastor Jane about that later. If you want to see revival come in your life, in your families, start to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Israel is one of our mission fields. It's a big mission field, and we're so blessed to be part of that. I remember Banks saying uh, a couple of months back when he he did a couple of evening uh, meetings here talking about missions, he said, you know, in the the church where he started and he was a missions director, they saw the greatest increase and the greatest um, breakthrough come in the church when first they started to stand with Israel, support Israel, and second, when they started to send their workers overseas. It's, it brought back a blessing in the church. So that's where we are. We're really believing for great and mighty things. How's my time going? Ten past. Not too bad. Not too bad. Do you want to add anything now? <laughs> yes. Um, how do you follow that? Um, I, I, I want to say this, that uh, I would like, to, like you to consider in your own heart. I'd like you just to spend a moment now just with the Holy Spirit, just asking the Lord, should I be involved in some way in the overseas missions as well as the local missions? Because everybody needs support. And there are people out on the, on the field who would probably like a, a pen pal, maybe, you know, would like correspondence, just someone uh, encouraging them every now and again to say, you know, we're thinking of you, we haven't forgotten you, um, tell us what you're doing, and so on. We also would like to encourage people to get involved in some way in prayer. Some of you may, may feel particularly when you see all the photographs out on the table that this particular couple is, is a, a couple that I feel in my heart I should pray for. And that's perfectly all right if that's the case, in which case we will set that up for you. But we also want to see more corporate prayer in the, in the church. We haven't had a great deal of corporate prayer. We've, we, Linda has been very faithful with her group praying in her home, but not everybody can be there in the morning. Some people can only be there in the afternoons and some can only be there in the evening. So we want to make it possible for everybody to take part in corporate prayer for all these different people that are out in the field. And that way you'll get to know them better too. You'll find out what they're doing and where they are, what the hindrances are they face and, and uh, what they're believing for and what God has said to them. That's really important. And we, we also... Um, want to get involved in that too because we believe that God wants them to be supported in the in the spirit as well as financially and 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 in the natural so how many of you feel that uh, uh, you might like to take part in some in some prayer for example for missions abroad anybody okay that's not many of you which is surprising Think about it. Let the Lord speak to you about it because you may think, well, I don't know how to pray for them, but that's perfectly all right because we will, we will have missions times when we will say these are the, these are the uh, prayer requests that we've had from the missions people. This is what they're asking us to pray about. And we can agree together on these things and, and put them in the Lord's hands and ask for uh, changes to come for their lives. Some of them need, our, need us to pray for protection for them just because of where they live. And some of them are struggling. They can struggle financially. They can struggle 
uh, not having any friends, you know, they could be lonely. Uh, some of them can struggle in many ways, and, and those struggles sometimes just hit them. They may not struggle for a long time, and then suddenly they'll get hit. And they need to know that there's people at home who will stand with them to see them through this period of time in their lives. And, um, and, and the other thing is that uh, we, what we want to do is to have a big pot. Think of it as a big pot. And to say, look, our giving can go into that pot and be shared out between all the missions all over the world. And as we have more money in the pot, we can do more. We can invest more for different missions. But if some of you feel, well, no, I'd like to, I'd like to have, uh, I, or some of you may already do this, you may give into a particular mission field, a particular um, missionary who's out on the field, an overseas worker, I should, I should say, not a missionary. I don't want to say a missionary for a simple reason, because we're all living missional lives, and I don't want to separate, you know, someone over in the field from, from uh, your life and mine, because ours is just as important to reach people as theirs is. But um, if you are already uh, um, connecting with one of the um, overseas workers or you would like to connect more with one of the overseas workers, we will also help you to do that. We will arrange for you to be connected with that person and to receive details from them of their, uh, their personal bank accounts if you want to give. And if not, then just give in to the church here so that the, the um, uh, amount of, of uh, money that is set aside for missions can be used to help them all. Now, you may think, well, what sort of things do they need money for? Well, the answer is simple. They need to live for a start, but also, you know, they need to be covered for health care. And we haven't done a lot about health care, but we, we, we may have people who get sick on the, on, the, on the mission field, and we may need to bring them home. We also need amounts set aside for bringing people in emergency situations home. So there are lots of ways in which finances is required, and it's probably things you haven't thought about before, but when, when it's presented to you, then it makes sense. And of course, each of them, uh, some of them have other people that give into their lives, and that's good. We know that, they share that with us, so we know what our contributions can be. But they all have in common that they come out of Kingdom faith work. Yes, they're either the church members or out of the Bible class. Now I'm going to I'm going to ask uh, um, Fraser and Noah to come and talk about the work we're doing in Bosnia. In Bosnia, we have uh, Matt and uh, Rowan uh, Helia. They've been out there on the field for 11 years, I think it is, 10 or 11 years. And these guys have just been there uh, with the youth from the church. So five or six of them went together. They, they also had a great DVD to show, but hey, we'll catch up with that another time. Uh, but they're going to share personally some of, the things, some of the things they saw God do while they were there. Amen. Give them a, give them a big clap offering. Come on, guys. Encourage them. Hello, everyone. Um, yeah, just one thing I want to say first is that I think as people, we all have like this longing inside of us to um, have something exciting happen in our lives and you know not just be stuck in a routine. And for me, there's always been this like longing to have an adventure. And I think as Christian people, we have a prime position to be on adventure with God all the time. And for me, going to Bosnia, it was kind of like the first time that I was going like on a missional adventure, as in, in another country sent by the church. And it was really amazing. It was so cool to kind of see what Matt and Rowan are doing there. Like we've heard about them, but 
when you experience and see what they're doing. And we just scratched the surface, but just doing a few things was so amazing to kind of realize that there is a reality and these are our people. And it's so inspiring, really, to see what they're doing every day and that they keep going and they, they have such amazing relationships and they've sown so much. You know, they've learned the language, they've um, hung out with people, they've had to face uh, the political and cultural differences that there are there. And I think for us, like, one of the things that kind of marked us is that this nation is so divided, like they've just come out of, of a war in 95, which is literally the, the year I was born. So I'm like, they've, they've literally just come out um, of a war and they're so marked by it still. Like there's so much divide between Muslim people and Orthodox people and Catholic people. And they don't even think they speak the same language. That's how much of a divide there is when it's the exact same language. So Matt and Rowan are really like working, especially with young people to bring them together, to show them like, you, you can be friends, you know, there can be unity in this nation. And also, like, I just think it's so amazing, they have Muslim young people that come to Bible studies and talk about Jesus Christ and, and have not given their lives to God yet. But they're just, they talk about him like, like he's a friend and like it's normal. So that was really inspiring and that was quite an adventure. And the cool thing is that we did things there that we do here all the time like we did the exact same games that we do with our youth here in Kingdom Faith there in Bosnia and we played a gig in the town center which is what we do around here in cafes and we played worship at the church which is what we do here so it's not like it's not something crazy we can just bring what we have what God's given us different gifts different passions and just you know go out and do something with our lives and also going on missions kind of changed my perspective like seeing the reality of these people there made me question my reality you know it's quite easy to get stuck in our routine and our meetings and what we do but actually there are people out there that are dying if they don't know Jesus and they need to know about Jesus and so I've I've come back just thinking wow like I might be at university right now and just doing a couple of bits here and there but I am someone who can make a difference because I know Jesus these people need to hear about Jesus and um, it's been said a lot this morning already, but it is people that really matter. And the thing that I have come away with the most from going to Bosnia is people. Like I can't, sometimes I just want to cry when I think about the people because they were so kind, so welcoming and so like smiley. And they don't have, some of them don't have half of what we have here. And they're just, they just beam because they, they know Jesus. And I, I thought that is so inspiring. And I just want to see these people again and... Um, they do a snowboarding camp, so this winter my mission is to teach Fraser snowboard so we can go back. <laughs> um, it says in Psalm 84, blessed are those whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. And I think there's this thing in the Christian faith of we are saved, but we're also working out and living out our salvation. We're justified, but we're being sanctified. And... Um, for us, in our marriage, we got married in February of this year, and um, we decided to base our marriage upon this idea of pilgrimage with God. Like Noah said, that she's always wanted to, to have adventure, and that's something that she's loved. And so we've tried to position our lives around this thing of God. Whatever you tell us to do, we're going to do it. And we've been so blessed by um, how we've been able to bless other people. And it's a basic, fundamental Christian principle. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Um, over the summer, as well as going to Bosnia, we also went, how many other places was it? 
we went to six countries over the summer. Um, some of that was visiting family and stuff, but a lot of it was like we went to Israel on the tour, going to Bosnia, having to go through countries to get to different places. And it's amazing to see whatever cultural background people come from, the gospel is still relevant. Um, and that's what's so encouraging to me about going to these other places. But as Noah said, we're, we're no different when we're in Bosnia than when we're here on a Friday night doing United. It's the same heart, it's the same passion, it's the same just wanting to see God move and and really do things through our lives. And this idea of always being on pilgrimage with him, just as much when we turn up here on a Sunday morning as when we're going to Gatwick Airport to go off somewhere. Um, and the other thing that I just want to add on the back of that is um, the idea, Paul says in Corinthians, that he won't let anyone deprive him of the right to preach the gospel free of charge. And sometimes there's this mindset of, yeah, well, mission is for those that are paid to do that. Th that's their job. And my tithe kind of, that's my part in that. But um, I just don't think that's true. Um, like for, for years, um, I've been taught from a young age of the importance of mission. My first mission trip was when I was 10. I went to Morocco with a group in the church here. And um, I just remember being so moved by what I saw, and it changed my reality when I came back. Like Noah said, she's had a bit of a culture shock going there, and it changes the way that you live here. Um, so just to encourage us, don't think that mission is just for those people over there. Um, it's for everyone. Um, something that um, we've done as as us and, and some of us in the room here, we started a thing called United Records. And part of that was going to um, different places out of our own pocket. We all put our money together to go somewhere because we were so moved by what God was putting on our heart that we were willing to put our money where our mouth is and do that. And now it's great because we're part of such an amazing church that has such a missional heart. The church are now supporting us in that. Um, and one of the things that we did was we went to Belgium earlier this year um, and we've now got invited back so we're going in a couple of weeks and uh, Matt Moulin's here he's a friend of ours from France you want to just wave or something um, and he's here because we're practicing for when we go in a couple of weeks so it's not like it's something that we do um, continually and we uh, like my heart is to really support Matt and Melissa because they're doing what we do here but in France in a tiny little church we have so many amazing people like Connie and Asta, like Katie, like Jamal, um, but support for them is a lot harder. So if we can support them and also they can help us because they can sing our songs in French when we go to Belgium, um, that's really cool for us. And so just um, ask God what it is that he wants you to do in this part of mission, whether that's in the church, whether it's going somewhere else, whether it's supporting someone else, whether it's supporting someone else and doing mission together with them. There's so many different possibilities um, and we're called to live a missional life as Christians, every single one of us. Great, thank you so much, you guys. It's amazing. These are the opportunities we have. I'm going to read through, and I need my glasses now, uh, some of the ways you can get involved. Um, get involved more. Some of you are already involved in prayer and so on. But we want to see more and more being done 
for the nations. You know, uh, pa- Pastor Clive shared a couple of scriptures last, last week. One is the uh, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, which says, you, know, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So I just want you to turn to the person beside you and say, I have received that power already. Hallelujah. You have received that power. The day you were born again, the day you were filled with the Holy Spirit, you received that power. And it was the power to be a witness wherever you are, whether it's in your workplace, whether it's in your family. God has anointed you by his Holy Spirit to do that. And I think sometimes we, we, we forget what God has given us. And that's why it's good, like, like Fraser and, and Noah have just said, it's good to go somewhere else where they have so much less than we are blessed with here in Kingdom Faith. And uh, the, the other scripture that uh, Pastor Clive mentioned last week was from uh, Matthew 9, verse 35 and 36, which talks about Jesus when he went around teaching and, and preaching in all the villages and towns. He was moved with compassion when he saw the needs. And I really believe God is wanting to move us with compassion for the needs that we see, not only abroad, but also in your, in your, in your families, in your friends, in your street, in Horsham, in Crawley, wherever it may be. He wants to move you with compassion. And something about being moved with compassion, move means you do something. You start with prayer, but prayer is only the starting point, isn't it? Every time you start to pray, prayer is communication. You speak to God, and hopefully you listen to God speaking back to you. Hopefully you listen more to God speaking to you than you speak to Him, because He will give you answers and instructions the way ahead, what He wants you to do. And if He calls you to do something, you know, we don't need to be afraid of what the call is, because He equips us. He pours out grace for us. If he tells you to go, go to a nation which you never thought of going to, you know, you don't need to worry about it because if he's done it, he's got to equip you for it. And he will make you fruitful in that nation. So, hallelujah, it's important for us to get involved. So how do we get involved with the work here? Firstly, you can get involved in the prayer. So let me just read. And, and do come and talk to us at the end of the, at the, end of the uh, service when you're having a coffee. Come and talk to us over there. We can give you regular updates from any individual or all with... All of the, uh, the various missions we have, the overseas workers we have. And, and you can be praying together uh, in, in twos or threes in your families, whatever. But we, we definitely want to come and start more prayer corporately. So we're going to start using the prayer room down in, in Rofi. We're going to have an afternoon session. And then we'll have, a, a, have an evening session. So if you're at work during the daytime, you can come in an evening. It'll be one, one evening a month and one afternoon a month. It'll be a different uh, t- day. So that more and more of you can get involved and, 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 and we can share a little bit about what's actually happening and what is current. So if you're interested, do come and talk to us, put your name down, and we will get to you a, a brief overview of what to pray for in your own times. And we will also tell you when we're going to start the, the prayer groups in, uh, in, in Rofi, in the prayer room there. So, yeah, come and talk to Connie or myself or anyone on the table there. Uh, don't forget that, uh, that uh, uh, Fraser and Noah will also be at the table. If you want to hear more about Bosnia, you can talk to them about that. And I think um, some of the other groups who, were, who went with them will also be there. If you're wanting to give more, like Connie spoke about this, on the back of the sheet, there is actually uh, the, the bank details for this church here. If you feel to give generally to all the groups, come just fill in the forms. Do, do a standing order, however you want to do it. If it's a one-off gift, you can do a one-off gift. But we have all the details there. But then if you're stirred up by what you see on the table and God's really putting you 
in touch with one or you feel to be in touch with one of them, we can do that. We can, we can put you in touch with an individual so you can give directly to them as well. Um, so that, that's the, the plan. Get involved is what God is saying. It's not what I'm saying. I really believe it's what God is saying, uh, that we as a, as a people, and it's not one or the other. It's not just that we do the stuff in uh, local and nothing abroad. No, you can do everything that God is calling you to do. So it, it's an exciting time. It really is an exciting time. We're coming into a new era, a new age for this church. It's a, new, it's a time of transition, but God is wanting to grow us God is wanting to give us, enlarge our hearts. You know, the, there's a scripture in Isaiah 54 that talks about enlarging the place of your tents. Well, I'm not talking about faith camp anymore because that's gone. You don't have to enlarge the place of that tent. But it's talking about your capacity. This tent, this body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And God wants us to be more and more effective in greater places and greater number of places. And we do it by encouraging one another, by praying together, and by believing God. God, you want to see all the nations. You know, there's a great scripture in, in, in Matthew 24. It's in the midst of all the talking about the end time. Jesus says to his disciples, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world as a witness to the nations. And then the end will come. I always used to look at that because I love going abroad. I used to think, hey, it's going into other nations. And then God said, it's just as much in your street. This gospel of the kingdom should be preached in all the world. My street is as much the world as Albania, Turkey, um, Bosnia, Zambia, these nations that we are representing in the church. So get involved and believe God that he will open a door for you to share what he puts in your heart with others and change lives. You can change lives one by one or you can change lives in group settings, whatever God opens the door for. So I'm going to invite... Pastor Clive to come back and we're going to pray for our missions. Come on, let's thank uh, Alistair and Connie this morning, Noah and Fraser. Thanks, guys. Let's stand. And we didn't actually hear all the nations that people are in. Does anybody want to know? I know they're out on the stand, but Alistair, can you just quickly come up? And um, I know it'll all come up on the screen, but it's just helpful. Just so, some, I know there's one or two we can't talk about, but just nations quickly. Just name the different places. Let me, you might need to prompt me. Bosnia is one of them. Albania, Cyprus, Israel, Jordan, Uganda, Kenya, South Africa, Turkey, Kurdistan, Syria, Pakistan, Bhutan, Philippines, Oman, Iraq, Zambia. And, and many of the cities in Europe too. So that we, we, we're reaching much further than you can imagine. I'm in. Okay, do you want to stay up here with me? Right, let's just uh, just close your eyes for a minute. God is bigger than the whole world. And we might look at that and go, whoa, that's, that's huge. To, but yet, the nations are like a drop in the bucket, in a bucket to God. And so, Father, we thank you that we serve you as the nation-changing God. Father, we thank you for all of the men and women and their families that are out in different nations, in the coalface, in those countries, bringing the gospel, seeing your kingdom extended, and being a witness in those places. Father, we just pray right now for the anointing of your Holy Spirit to be upon them in a fresh way. We thank you for your protection around them in every way, spirit, soul, and body, mentally, physically, and emotionally, in their practical lives. We thank you for 
greater effectiveness, greater fruitfulness going forward. We thank you for your favour, opening up opportunities that no man can shut. And we've heard some of those stories and what Jamal gets up to. God just opens things and you go, how does that happen? Well, it happens because God places somebody with his hand on their life in a situation and then God opens the doors as we walk with him. So, Father, we just pray for increasing doors to be opened for all of those that are out in these different nations. Favour with the authorities. Favour with locals. Favour with whoever they need favour with. We thank you, Father, for a release of your spirit in a fresh way to see people come to know you, people set free, people be healed. And amazing things take place, Father. And so we want to just lift them up before you uh, this morning. We want to pray for them and continue to do that, Father, so their spiritual arms are strengthened, but they also know that we are with them, thinking and praying for them as they're out in those places. So we speak your goodness, your abundance, and your favor over their lives in your mighty name. Amen. Amen. Brilliant. Let's thank Alistair and Connie this morning. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.